Hi there, and welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Olette and Casey Berman. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Love or Leave the Law podcast. I'm Casey Berman and my co-host, Adam Olette. Good Say to be hi, here Adam. again. Great to be here. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of positives today. We've been talking about positives over the past few episodes, uh, but today's going to be kind of cool. Uh, Casey, why don't you tell us what we're going to chat about today? Yeah, yeah. No, this is exciting. Uh, this is, as we talked about in our last podcast, um, this is about why the law is an amazing profession. And we're going to talk at a high level, which we've been doing with with these first inaugural episodes. And we're going to do that the same here. Um, but don't worry, everything that we talk about today, we're going to dive into much more detail down the road. Um, but really, what we're going to do today is really focus on what's really great about the law, everything from the entrepreneurism to the creativity to the lifestyle. There's really a lot that's great about the law. We see it in a lot of practices that that we've experienced ourselves or that uh, we see other people doing now. And of course, there's a lot that that doesn't fit, that's not in alignment um, in law. That's I work with those people to leave the law. But really, today's focus is for those people who want to stay in the law, who should stay in the law. Um, why? Just just reiterating, remembering. Uh, why the law is such an amazing profession. So Adam, without further ado, please dive in. I know we've been putting together an exhaustive list here. Um, what are the first things that we should start thinking about to really re-energize this idea that the law is an amazing profession? Well, first, let's reconnect why you went to law school with the reasons why you went to law school. That yeah. for me was interesting looking at why do people in general <laughs> go to law school? Because that was something I had in my notes when I was writing my book about why do people do this? Why do they get into this profession? And so many people get into the profession and they just don't like it. Well, there are reasons why you went to law school and maybe it's time to reconnect with those reasons. So there are loads of people that are on the fence. This is one of the reasons why we have this podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit today about if you're on the fence, what should you do? And the episodes coming up, which we'll talk to you about at the end of this episode, are going to be for you if you're on the fence or you're leaning towards leaving or you want to leave. This is all about being in a career you love, regardless of it's whether it's the law or, or not. But why did you go to law school? I went to law school because I wanted to do something centered around business. And lawyers are respected and honored and still are. I mean, yes, are we the butt of a lot of jokes over the past 20, 30 years and continuing? How many lawyers does it take to do blah, blah, blah? How many lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? Blah, you know, whatever those are. I have to laugh at them. I mean, everywhere I would go networking, um, people are telling me lawyer jokes. I mean, literally yeah. every time I'd go network, I meet someone new, they would be, oh, well, you got to hear this one. It's like, okay, how many lawyer jokes can you hear? But part and parcel for me, um, I wanted to to be in, in business. I knew that even before I went yeah. to law school, I wanted to have a law firm of my own. Uh, I had no desire to go to work for a big firm because I'm not the kind of person where I like people telling me what to do. <laughs> you know, I, I like to self-start. And uh, I knew when I got out of law school, which is exactly what happened, it was an intention, intentionality, that I wanted to go to work for someone that uh, did a lot of kinds, a lot of types of law. And I found somebody and I got exposed to a lot of different niche areas. 
and then honed in on what I love. But it gave me the ability to have a business where I became a partner with this guy in a year because yeah. I was focused on bringing in business and marketing and, and leveraging the people that I knew that knew me that could send me business immediately. Even before I got licensed, I was out speaking with people and talking with people, taking people to lunch. And so I wanted to, to be in business. And the law gave me a way to have my own business, to uh, set my own hours, to take vacations when I wanted, to make as little or as much money as I wanted based on how I set things up. And it really wasn't all about how much I worked. This is some of the beliefs that my partner had at the time. It's like, oh, you've got to be in the office and you've got to work a certain amount of hours. And, and when I yeah. started talking about in 2005, Casey, I started talking to him about uh, working from home and he's like, you can't do that. You've got to be here. And I'm like, I can do whatever I want. And when That's I did right. it, I did it in a way that was productive and I got a lot more done because people aren't going knock, knock, knock on my door every five minutes interrupting me. And I told them, I'm going to be available when you need me, but email me, we'll set a time to talk. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny, Adam, when I, when I think about what I, why I went to law school and why being a lawyer didn't click for me as, I mean, I, I joke around about this, but it's serious. I went to law school because I was a Jewish kid who didn't like blood. So <laughs> you didn't, I didn't go to medical school. Uh, I wasn't really, didn't really want to go to MBA. It didn't, it just didn't appeal to me. Um, so for law school, just, that's just what you did. And I say it, tongue-in-cheek, but there's a lot of truth to it. And really what it drives home for me, as well as a lot of other people I work with or readers on on in the community, is that we, ironically, we do not think that critically about going to law school. Here's this thing that takes three years of our life, all this money, all this time, yeah. all of this stress, totally changes our viewpoint, blah, 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 blah. And we probably spend more time researching our iPad purchase or um, <laughs> do we go with this the Amazon uh, in-home entertainment or the Google in-home. I mean, when we really think about where we spend our time researching, going to law school wasn't it. You just did it. And I thought it was just me, but there are so many people and so who, who thought the same way. And so I challenge people to say, was going to law school a mistake for you? Mm. And that hurts, and it's not spent, meant to be a negative point. It's really, for people who want to leave, it's really meant to, to relieve you of that weight. Okay. It wasn't for me. Now I get it. Now I can move on. But for people for whom law school wasn't a mistake, um, when they say, you know what, I'm happy I went to law school. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed the intellectual part about it. It really aligned with my mission. You know, that could then be a real good indicator that you should stay in the law. And as you said, Adam, really do some work to, to find out why it is that you went to law school and try and re-energize that into your current practice. Well, I love the fact that you teach this because this is so important for people to look at. And the reason behind that is when you look at whether law school was a mistake, sometimes you may feel that. And you, you look at it's like, why did I do this? Why did I go to law school? Why did I get into this profession? I hate it. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know what to do. But <clears throat> part and parcel, what another uh, uh, topic of what you teach, Casey, is how you can take all these skills from law school, from being a lawyer, and transfer them into any other business. There is very few careers that you can have and educations you can get like the law. And so let's talk about that right now because I know this is something that a lot of your customers, your clients talk to you about. And this is how you can spin it with them. And then they realize, you know what? It was never a mistake. It was just part of the path, even though it feels right. or felt like a mistake. 
But that's right. When you talk in your course, Casey, which I absolutely love, by the way, and I've been through it. And as I've Thank told you. Casey before, I wish I had it five or six years ago uh, when I was into this because I was reading all kinds of books and I put together the information for myself and it would have been a lot easier with, with Casey's course. But when you look at how transferable the skills of being a lawyer are, I had lo- loads of people that I went to law school with that never practiced law. They yeah. took that law uh, degree and license and turned it into something that they loved and never practiced a day in their life. Uh, and That's I'm right. happy for them. But talk more about that point of the transferable skills. And we're going to get into this in a lot more depth. And I know we keep saying that, yeah. but I just want everybody to know that this is a, a big topic because the skills that you have as a lawyer can be transferable in the law, too, to a different niche that you might find. It, so It's exactly us. right. It's exactly right. You know, <clears throat> to really get into some detail here, and this is important throughout the, our, our discussions, it's really around focusing and, and understanding what your, your skills and strengths are. And I think this is, I know that this is an essential point in leaving law, but I think it's also very important when it comes to um, loving the law and re-energizing because you might be doing something, and I see this all the time, um, where you should be doing transactional law when you're doing litigation, which is kind of the simple example, but there's much more nuanced and, and more detailed examples around things that you should be doing. Should you be doing more networking and just writing briefs kills you? Should you be less in front of a, a Word doc and more doing something else? So there's all these different um, aspects and what it really comes down to. And, and I think this is a great tool to see if you should leave the law or to really be able to make the law a more amazing a profession for you is to really get into what your skill set is and really get into how transferable it is. So in leaving the law, you know, there have been this client I worked with, a mother of three in her mid 40s who handled these uh, large 10 uh, month uh, trials for the, the, the state of California. And what we did is we were able to see how her skills were transferable to uh, logistics and operations. And she now works for a technology company that sells clothes online and really helps getting the, uh, these clothes and materials, very important uh, uh, clothing to their products from point A to point B to point C. She's also the adult in the room. She's also respected for just being wise and being and being disciplined and being able to give good advice. So beyond just being director of operations, she's an advisor to the to the C-suite. So we see that as a perfect example, and I can talk about many more where they're able to transfer skills, just legal skills to to the non-law world. But the idea also is to really see how you can transfer skills within the law. You know, and and Adam, you talk a lot about this uh, in your work. You know, you um, were a great lawyer and enjoyed what you were doing. But, you know, there came a point where you're like another case you're kind of copy and pasting, yeah. whether it's a Word doc, whether it's just a, another argument. I see this all the time. And I think you saw in building the business with a law firm, from the marketing to the networking and so on, as, as one of your skills. And, yeah. and I, what I really challenge people to do um, is to not view law as just in front of Word, as not view law as just writing something, um, some brief. There are so many different elements, particularly nowadays, where law firms are being commoditized, where people, clients are looking for all these different ways to to access their attorneys. So I, I and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, specifics from your background. But 
I really think one of the main ways that people can really put it uh, energize into their into their law practice is to take that step back, really see what skills they have, and don't necessarily see how they can transfer it outside of the law, but see where they can really transfer this to a new uh, focus within the law. That's right, and, and part of what we're going to talk about. This is a great segue, Casey. Is is uh, there the th- the beautiful thing about being a lawyer is that there's so many types of law that you can be involved with. There's, yes, there's transactional and there's litigation, but there's so many niches that if you really take a a hard look at what you love to do or what you want to do and get with someone like Casey, he, yes, he helps people leave the law, but the other thing that he does because he's got so much experience with people is that how can you take what you want to do or take what you're very good at and find a spot in the law that you really could love because there are so many underserved niches in the law. And this is why it's a great profession. It's very similar to being a doctor in that there's so many specialties that doctors have. Well, there's a ton that we have too. And so if you don't like the transactional stuff, now I tried all of it. (laughs) I tried all, I was a, a litigator. I did, uh, transactional work, wills and real estate. I mean, I did all of it, but what I found for me was the business stuff. I love that. And you could take away all of the stuff as far as being a lawyer, put me in the business role of it, running the business and finding clients and making those clients happy and systemization and marketing and all that. That's what I loved. And this is what I'm teaching because I'm not going to sit here and teach anybody about how to bill more productively. I, I, I know how to do that, but that's not my strength. So there are ways in the law um, that and I've talked to plenty of people, too, about it. I know you have, Casey, and where you just start to say, what else could you do? Because a lot of what we're doing with this podcast is about making sure when you leave the law, it is the right decision. Because you don't want to look back on it and say, I'm out and not explore. It's exactly what Casey said. You didn't research, most of us didn't research when we got into the law and went to law school, and a lot of us don't research um, satiating or looking at staying in the law to make sure that we have uh, fully explored all the possibilities with that. And so Casey is is an opportune person to connect with, talk with, uh, because he can help you to determine those kinds of things. And so, and Adam, you know, I want to give an example that we all know, you know, Elon Musk at Tesla or Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook and so on. You know, these guys were engineers. They were developers. Um, they had all of these specific niche focus and, and that they went to school for or just came to them like we do. We're lawyers. But when you look at Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he's not coding and just sort of typing all day. He's running a business. Elon Musk just was on the stage a few days ago showing his new solar panels for houses, right? Really cool. You know, he's a, yeah, he's a public speaker now. And so the same thing for us, I think so many of us attorneys say, well, if I'm really going to be an attorney with a capital A, I need to be doing what an attorney does, which is write briefs, which is go to court. And that's about it. And it, it, it's so myopic to look at that way because to be an attorney involves so many other things, mentoring people, public speaking, running the business. To your point in our last podcast about delegating, you know, and we could say, well, well, that's not being an attorney. That's being a business owner. Right. It's all interconnected. Right. It really it's is. It's all interconnected. You know, and you're running a law firm yeah. or you're running a legal practice. Um, and, you know, there's one woman I worked with who is still working with and, you know, really her skill Um, was really focusing on argument, putting slides together, 
Uh, she works at a government agency, so they do a lot of presentations. And this yeah. is law. They are real lawyers. We're doing a lot of presentations. And she can critique the younger associates, the younger people that work there. She is great at that. She's this mentor. And well, that's her skill. Yeah. She doesn't really necessarily need to go argue or write briefs. She's great sitting in the back of the room saying, well, how about this? How about that? And pushing back and forth and making people better. And so I really think that let's not get too hung up on transferable skills, nor let's get too focused on niche what a, what a lawyer needs to do, as we saw in L.A. Law or Perry Mason or in a John Grisham novel. But let's be more expansive in this, which we're going to get into a much more detail one by one through these episodes around what your skills and how they can interact with being an attorney. Um, and you really might see how amazing the profession is and how satisfying it is for you. Well, another reason to stay in the profession, be in the profession, or to be in a service profession, because this, this is what we are in. We're lawyers. We are of service to humanity, to our fellow human beings, is that you can make a massive difference in other people's lives. And that was part of my goal as a lawyer is to Right. To help every single person that came through my door, no matter whether they wanted a will, whether they were uh, upset with someone and wanted to litigate, uh, I was brutally honest with people, but I wanted to make a difference in their lives because I didn't want them to get wrapped up in the litigation unless they had to or they got sued. Um, right. I, I wanted to make sure that I made a difference for those people that came through my door. And I think that's probably why I was so successful as a lawyer, because I always put those people that came through my door first. It was never about me making money off them. It was always about me helping them with their challenge, which with, with a problem, uh, getting to a real estate closing seamlessly and easily and, and having them hug me at the end. I don't know how many, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of people would give me a hug by the time I got done because I made sure that the process for them was as easy and uh, the closing itself came together. Now I couldn't control mortgages, mortgage people and lenders and, and all that other stuff, but I did everything I could to help them have a smooth closing because clearly real estate closings are, are one of the biggest things that people go through in their lives and they don't do them often. And uh, even the people that I helped with divorce, I tried to ground them in understanding that it's not worth fighting over a thousand dollar dish set and spending $10,000 worth of attorney's fees. So you really have a, a, a opportunity as a lawyer to make a big difference in the world. And this is why a lot of people go to law school, Casey. People go to law school because they, they understand that with a law degree, you have a great deal of power. You do. You, sure. and, and with that power comes responsibility. What do you have in terms of that to, to chat with us about? Yeah, it really does. You know, there's there's a perceived power. There's an idea that people feel. And if you wear glasses uh, and say you're an attorney, you know, they, they think you're a lot smarter. I always joke around about that. But um, it's true. You know, there's a perceived power. That's not true? Power. It's not true if you. Oh, <laughs> these are real. I have perfect eyesight. These, Let me get my glasses out then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a perceived power that that attorneys have, and and um, um, but also when you think about how laws are written, who are in the state and federal legis legislatures, most yeah. of them are attorneys. They write it in that uh, you know convoluted way. Some will say, Legalese. others will say detailed and exact. Uh, so you need attorneys to interpret it. So there's a lot of different ways you can look at it, but I think. Where, where I view it is that, um, you know, we attorneys here in, in particularly in America, but in, in across the world, regardless of where you're listening, um, you know, a lot of us have this opportunity to really have a great effect and influence. 
I remember when Obama and Romney were were uh, debating in that election, and uh, some article came out about the lack of satisfaction that people have in public institutions, government institutions, the big corporations, you know, all the stuff we used to have faith in, that was all going by the wayside. And and it, and it, that really uh, was a huge moment for me back in 2012. I'm still talking about it because I, I sat back, I think it was a Sunday morning, a cup of coffee, and, and I'm thinking to myself, well, who is gonna fill this gap? If the IBMs and the General Motors and the government are not, we don't really have faith in, um, and the loss of, you know, people aren't following institutionalized religion much anymore. Well, then what happens? And it's going to be it's going to be bottoms up. It's going to be grassroots. And I said, who better to help with this than attorneys? And again, all jokes aside, I know there's tons of jokes, but which attorneys, um, what other field of people, type of people out there are are as smart as we are, work as hard as we are, um, uh, know how the system works, um, are as diligent are as as uh, high-minded as we are. I mean, we can do such great stuff. Um, we really, really mean well. So many of sure. us went to law school or continue what we're doing to help. And I think where we wanna leave the law or where we get skeptical is when we don't think we're helping. We aren't in alignment with our client. Uh, we work for a client that we just don't believe in. We're only doing it for the money. We find ourselves 10 years with partners or or people that, that just don't um, appreciate us. We're dealing with clients that we don't like on and on and on. And so when you look at where you are right now in your practice, you might say, well, I hate the law. It's not for me because I'm not happy. But really what it might be is you're just not doing it in a way that is, is in alignment. And yeah. there is so much power that comes to us. Um, there's so much responsibility. And that can be overwhelming, but it also can just be so energizing to think that, you know, in the time that you're on this this earth with this profession and this insight, there is so much good that we can do. There's so much value that we can add. And for other people, and also when you add value, you know what happens? You get paid for it. You make money. You can take care of your family. You can live a good life. You can get out of debt. It, it's just such a win-win, exponential type of situation. Um, and I think instead of just saying, oh, I just work for a client and I trudge to work, really seeing that this degree in insight and just sort of the, the intuition and common sense you have um, can really help this world. Yeah, I, I love that. And that's part of the reason why I went to law school. Um, the last thing we'll talk about and then we're going to talk about the next episode is the entrepreneurial spirit and how you can really use creativity as a lawyer in many ways. Uh, in a in a business setting and be an entrepreneur for yourself, uh, by yourself or with a small firm, you have the the ability to work from anywhere in the world if you wanted. I have traveled uh, pretty extensively and brought my laptop and with uh, cell phones and working from home, I have been able to work from anywhere in the yeah. world. And you have that flexibility to have your own business. That to me. Uh, for a lot of you, uh, especially if you're in a medium or large size firm and you're an associate, then looking to leave and maybe starting your own firm, you have the ability to make a really good living. Uh, you just have to know how to find your clients or get in front of those people that are your yeah. ideal clients, which is part of the problem the profession has. And we've touched on this briefly. And yeah. part of it is we're not really very good business people. Lawyers are not good business people. We are very good at being lawyers and the practice, but we're not good business people. And so, yeah, Adam, you know, uh, you, you know, I've read your book and and I've heard your, you, you and I have talked 
uh, so much about both of our backgrounds. And I, I feel like that you, your entrepreneurial spirit, your ability to be to, uh, a good business person was really stoked and nurtured, you know, through, through your attorney, through being an attorney, through your practice. It yeah. sounds kind of counterintuitive because I hear so many people say, well, I became an attorney, I ran a firm and I'm a horrible businessman, I'm just an attorney, but it was the different for you. I mean, where you are right now as an author, um, online marketer, online entrepreneur, working with me on things, I think a lot of that is attributed to what you learned as an attorney. And I guess like for people who are in a similar spot starting out, or like you said, an associate in the firm, you know, I'm interested in, in what they need to keep in mind or what they need to pull from the current practice that can help them become a business person. Yeah, we've talked about it before, and that is when you learned from law school what you needed to then pass the bar, because that's really what law school teaches us is how to pass the bar. There's not a lot of real life in there, and there is a lot of stuff happening today, which I want to help to be the impetus for to in integrate real life into the world of being a lawyer. But um, you, 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 it's the same thing as learning how to practice. You've got to learn the business stuff too. I liked learning it, but if you want to be a lawyer and you want to be on your own and you want to have your own firm, that's stuff you're going to have to learn. And so yeah. this is why we have this podcast as well, because Casey, you're a businessman, I'm a businessman, and we're going to share with people how uh, the tips, the best techniques, the newest stuff that we're getting. You know, he and I are going to some conferences here coming up in 2017, and I have a tremendous amount of stuff that I have been through. I call it my PhD in marketing <laughs> because yeah. I have done all this stuff, and I want to share these things with you. But you, if you want to be in business and be entrepreneurial, then you're going to have to learn more about it, the, the right. good, the bad, the ugly, and, and the same thing you did when you were in law school. So those are some of the reasons why being a lawyer is amazing. Uh, being in this, it is an amazing profession, and I would love to see us more respected and honored again, and this is part of my mission as well, but it is a great profession. And so when you, if you decide you to leave, make sure it's not done with exactly what Casey said and with not doing enough research and figuring it out. Um, so then let's talk about our next episode, and I'm going to briefly o overview that because Casey's going to be the one that's going to be long-winded and not me next time. And I'll be asking him the questions, which is going to be great. This is why we uh, really enjoy co-hosting together because we can help you through helping ourselves. This is all helping us too. We teach most what we need to learn. So the next episode is going to be, uh, we're going to start jumping into the major obstacles for most lawyers when they want to leave the law. And this may be multiple episodes. Uh, we're going to see how it goes, but Casey has the outline ready and we're going to record that episode soon. But no matter whether you want to stay in the law or leave the law or what it, whatever it, you're doing, this content that he's going to teach next week is really life content. It's, it's about making decisions and moving forward and not being stuck or staying stuck and being being in a place where you're miserable, this is about life. This isn't just about leaving the law. So join us. Make sure you're there with us next week uh, on the next episode. It'll be episode number six. We appreciate you being here with us. We thank you for spending the time with us. If you have anything that you want to ask us, shoot us an email at contact at leave or, or it's actually contact at love or leave podcast.com. Casey, send us out and uh, to the next episode. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Thank you. Um, Adam, always great. Uh, you're on one side of the coast, one side of the country, I'm on the other. Uh, 
feel like you are we're in the same room batting ideas around but uh always great guys i am uh, honored to be doing it uh, this podcast with uh, my co-host adam here you're going to get to know both of us more but adam again i think i've told you before we met through leavelawbehind.com he was a reader and uh, he and I have just been building, um, you know, more and more things together. And it's just been uh, this is a lot of fun. This is an example, guys, of our unique genius. I mean, Adam and I get up, get up early, find the times and put together this podcast because you know what? We really, really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we hope that, that you enjoy it. Um, we're building our tribe and our in our group in, in with the Loverly podcast. And for for the next episode, what we're going to get into are the major obstacles that prevent many lawyers from leaving the law. So many of us are thinking about it. Um, We we don't know where to go. We don't know next steps. And there's some major areas um, that we're going to get into next week. I really encourage you to come back, listen to the next episode. Um, Not only are we going to identify what these obstacles are, so you just, just like a memo, you've got it all laid out and you can kind of see an IRAC, an issue spot, exactly what the obstacles are, but we're going to delve down and unpack them, um, dimensionalize them, really make them real for you. And then we're going to talk about ways that you can get over these obstacles and uh, and begin to, to leave the law. So this is kind of my life purpose through leave uh, leavelawbehind.com. Um, it's something that uh, I feel extremely passionate about. It's something I'm focused my energies on. And uh, I really hope you turn out to next episode because this is going to be some extremely vital information. And I think there could be some eye-opening points here that you can go take back, ruminate on. And, of course, we always want to hear from you. So email us, uh, be a part, want to get your feedback on it, and see where we can help. So very excited next week to really start diving into the first episode where we're talking about um, how to start exploring how to leave. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.